A reading from Jeremiah chapter 11. Now the Lord gave me knowledge of it, and I know it. For you showed me their doings, but I was like a docile lamb brought to the slaughter. And I did not know that they had devised schemes against me, saying, Let us destroy the tree with its fruit, and let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name may be remembered no more. But, O Lord of hosts, you who judge righteously, testing the mind and the heart, let me see your vengeance on them, for to you I have revealed my cause. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from 1 Timothy, chapter 6. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God, who gives life to all things, and before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing. O Lord, have mercy on us. And the Passion, according to St. Mark. After two days, it was the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by trickery and put him to death. But they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany, at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table... A woman came, having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me, for you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. So he sought how he might conveniently betray him. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? And he sent out two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. Wherever he goes in, say to the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room, furnished and prepared. There make ready for us. So his disciples went out and came into the city and found it just as he had said to them. 
and they prepared the Passover. In the evening he came with the twelve. Now as they sat and ate, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you who eats with me will betray me. And they began to be sorrowful and to say to him one by one, Is it I? And another said, Is it I? He answered and said to them, It is one of the twelve who dips with me in the dish. The Son of Man indeed goes, just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had never been born. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many. Assuredly, I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Even if all are made to stumble, yet I will not be. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that today, even this night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he spoke more vehemently, If I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said likewise. Then they came to a place which was called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little farther and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again. For their eyes were heavy and they did not know what to answer him. Then he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now his betrayer had given them a signal, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him and lead him away safely. As soon as he had come, immediately he went up to him and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid their hands on him and took him. And one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Have you come out as against a robber with swords 
and clubs to take me. I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then they all forsook him and fled. Now a certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown about his naked body. And the young men laid hold of him, and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. They led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. But Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. And he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and all the council sought testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. For many bore false witness against him, but their testimonies did not agree. Then some rose up and bore false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But not even then did their testimony agree. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Do you answer nothing? What is it these men testify against you? But he kept silent and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him, saying to him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, What further need do we have of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him be deserving of death. And then some began to spit on him and to blindfold him and to beat him and to say to him, Prophesy. And the officers struck him with the palms of their hands. Now as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are saying. And he went out on the porch, and a rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him again and began to say to those who stood by, This is one of them. But he denied it again. And a little later, those who stood by said to Peter again, Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean, and your speech shows it. Then he began to curse and swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. second time, the rooster crowed. Then Peter called to mind the words that Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And when he thought about it, he wept. Immediately in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council, and they bound Jesus, led him away, and delivered him to Pilate. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered and said to him, It is as you say. And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. Then Pilate asked him again, saying, Do you answer nothing? See how many things they testify against you. But Jesus still answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. Now at the feast, he was accustomed to releasing one prisoner to them, whomever they requested. And there was one named Barabbas, who was chained with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. Then the multitude, crying aloud, began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. But Pilate answered them, saying, 
do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd so that he should rather release Barabbas to them. Pilate answered and said to them again, What then do you want me to do with him whom you call the king of the Jews? So they cried out again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them, and he delivered Jesus, after he had scourged him, to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium, and they called together the whole garrison, and they clothed him with purple, and they twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they struck him on the head with a reed and spat on him, and bowing the knee, they worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took the purple off him and put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. Then they compelled a certain man, Simon a Cyrenian, the father of Alexander and Rufus, as he was coming out of the country and passing by, to bear his cross. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which is translated place of a skull. Then they gave him wine mingled with myrrh to drink, but he did not take it. And when they crucified him, they divided his garments, casting lots for them to determine what every man should take. Now it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the inscription of his accusation was written above, The King of the Jews. With him they also crucified two robbers, one on his right and the other on his left, so that the scripture was fulfilled, which says, And he was numbered with the transgressors. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking among themselves with the scribes, said, He saved others. He he himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him, reviled him. Now when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lamach sabachthani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood by when they heard that said, Look, he's calling for Elijah. Then someone ran and filled a sponge full of the sour wine, put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink, saying, Let him alone, let us see if Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. Then the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So when the centurion who stood opposite him saw that he cried out like this and breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. There were also women looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, the last son of Joseph, and Salome, who also followed him and ministered to him when he was in Galilee, and many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. 
Now, when evening had come, because it was the preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, coming and taking courage, went in to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate marveled that he was already dead, and summoning the centurion, he asked him if he had been dead for some time. So when he found out from the centurion, he granted the body to Joseph. Then he bought fine linen, took him down, and wrapped him in the linen. And he laid him in a tomb, which had been hewn out of the rock, and rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. And Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph observed where he was laid. O Lord, have mercy on us. We have an advocate with the Father. Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is put away. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. We have an advocate with the Father. Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. I'll share a portion of a passion sermon from Alexander of Alexandria. Alexander was appointed successor to Achilles, the bishop of Alexandria, in about A.D. 312. The virtues of this prelate, Alexander, which Eusebius has passed over entirely without mention, other ecclesiastical writers have greatly extolled. For on all sides, he is styled, quote, the staunchest upholder of evangelical doctrine. Also, quote, the patron and protector of apostolic doctrine. And, quote, that bishop of divine faith, full of wisdom and of zeal enkindled by the Holy Spirit. He's notable because he's the first to detect and condemn Arius. And taking his stand upon the passages of Holy Scripture, as Theodoret remarks, he taught that the Son of God was of one and the same majesty with the Father, and had the same substance with the Father who begat him. At first he sought to bring back Arius from his heresy, but when he perceived that he openly and obstinately taught his false doctrines, he assembled a first and then a second synod of the bishops of Egypt and and degraded him from the order of the priesthood and cut him off from the communion of the church. Thus proving ineffectual, the council of Nicaea was convened in which he was finally condemned, that is, Arius. In combating the Arian heresy, Alexander endured although at a great age, many trials, and died shortly after the holding of the council. 
He writes, But now, after all this bondage to death and corruption of, of the manhood, God hath visited his creature, which he formed after his own image and similitude. And this he hath done, that it might not forever be the sport of death. Therefore God sent down from heaven his incorporeal son to take flesh upon him in the virgin's womb. And thus equally as thou was he made man to save lost man and collect all his scattered members. For Christ, when he joined the manhood to his person, united that which death by the separation of the body had dispersed. Christ suffered that we should live forever. For else, why should Christ have died? Had he committed anything worthy of death? Why did he clothe himself in flesh, who was invested with glory? And since he was God, why did he become man? And since he reigned in heaven, why did he come down to earth and become incarnate in the virgin's womb? What necessity, I ask, impelled God to come down to earth, to assume flesh, to be wrapped in swaddling clothes in the manger cradle, to be nourished with the milk from the breast, to receive baptism from a servant, to be lifted up upon a cross, to be interred in an earthly sepulcher, and to rise again the third day from the dead. What necessity, I say, impelled him to this? It is sufficiently discovered that he suffered shame for man's sake, to set him free from death, and that he exclaimed, as in the words of the prophet, I have endured as a travailing woman. In very deed did he endure for our sakes sorrow, ignominy, torment, even death itself, and burial. For thus he says himself by the prophet, I went down into the deep. Who made him thus to go down? The impious people. Behold, ye sons of men, behold what recompense Israel made unto him. She slew her benefactor, returning evil for good, affliction for joy, death for life. They slew by nailing to the tree him who had brought to life their dead, had healed their maimed, and had made their lepers clean, and had given light to their blind. Behold, ye sons of men, behold, all ye people, these new wonders. They suspended him on the tree who stretches out the earth. They transfixed him with nails who laid firm the foundation of the world. They circumscribed him who circumscribed the heavens. They bound him who absolved sinners. They gave him vinegar to drink who hath made them to drink of righteousness. They fed him with gall who hath offered them to them the bread of life. They caused corruption to come upon his hands and feet who healed their hands and feet. They violently closed his eyes who restored sight to them. They gave him over to the tomb, who raised their dead to life, both in the time before his passion and also whilst he was hanging on the tree. For when our Lord was suffering upon the cross, the tombs were burst open, the infernal region was disclosed, the souls leapt forth, the dead returned to life, and many of them were seen in Jerusalem, whilst the mystery of the cross was being perfected. What time our Lord trampled upon death, dissolved the enmity, bound the strong man, and raised the trophy of the cross, his body being lifted up upon it, that the body might appear on high 
and death to be depressed under the foot of flesh. Then the heavenly powers wondered. The angels were astonished. The elements trembled. Every creature was shaken whilst they looked on this new mystery. And the terrific spectacle which was being enacted in the universe. Yet the entire people, as unconscious of the mystery, exulted over Christ in derision. Although the earth was rocking, the mountains, the valleys, and the sea were shaken, and every creature of God was smitten with confusion. The lights of heaven were even afraid. The sun fled away. The moon disappeared. The stars withheld their shining. The day came to end. The angel in astonishment departed from the temple after the rendering of the veil and darkness covered the earth on which its Lord had closed his eyes. Meanwhile, hell was with light resplendent, for thither had the star descended. The Lord indeed did not descend into hell in his body, but in his spirit. He forsooth is working everywhere, for whilst he he raised the dead by his body, by his spirit was he liberating their souls. For when the body of the Lord was hung upon the cross, The tombs, as we have said, were opened. Hell was unbarred. The dead received their life. The souls were sent back again into the world. That because the Lord had conquered hell, had trodden down death, had covered the enemy with shame, therefore was it that the souls came forth from Hades and the dead appeared upon the earth. You see, therefore, how great was the effect of the death of Christ. For no creature endured his fall with equal mind, nor did the elements of his passion, neither did the earth retain his body, nor hell his spirit. All things were in the passion of Christ disturbed and convulsed. The Lord exclaimed as once before Lazarus, Come forth, ye dead, from your tombs and your secret places, for I, the Christ, give you resurrection. For then the earth could not long hold the body of our Lord that in it was buried, but it exclaimed, O my Lord, pardon mine iniquities, save me from thy wrath, absolve me from the curse, for I have received the blood of the righteous, and yet I have not covered the bodies of men or thine own body. What is at length this wonderful mystery? Why, O Lord, didst thou come down to earth, unless it was for man's sake, who has been scattered everywhere? For in every place has thy thy fair image been disseminated? Nay, but if thou shouldst give but one little word, At the instant, all bodies would stand before thee. Now, since thou hast come to earth and hast sought for for the members of thy fashioning, undertake for man who is thine own, receive that which is committed to thee, recover thine image, thine Adam. Then the Lord, the third day after his death, rose again, thus bringing man to a knowledge of the Trinity. And then all the nations of the human race were saved by Christ. One submitted to the judgment and many thousands were absolved. Moreover, he, being made like like to man whom he had saved, ascended to the height of heaven to offer before his father not gold or silver or precious stones, but the man whom he had formed after his own image and similitude. And the father, raising him to his right hand, hath seated him upon a throne on high, and hath made him to be judge of the peoples, the leader of the angelic host, the charioteer of the cherubim, the son of the true Jerusalem, the virgin spouse and king forever and ever. Amen.
We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.